Hello, friends. Kirk Henderson of Mavs Moneyball coming to you at 11 o'clock-ish Central Time on Saturday, February 12th. Folks, folks, Clippers 99-97. to Luka Doncic played a uh, just just Mavericks Sisyphus at some games, it feels like the deal is with him, where uh, he's so good, and then other things just don't work out. Um, the four points from the bench were brutal. Trey Burke getting hurt emphasizes the fact that if the Mavericks think they're done on the buyout market, they are mistaken and or are idiots. And I find myself very frustrated. Um, I've got out most of my piss and vinegar on a podcast with Josh Poe just now, but we'll see. Um, So, you know, you guys know the drill. Hang out here. Tell me what you're thinking. Uh, Let's go and bring it to, uh, you know, I'm going to bring my guy Jose up first. Remember, when you come up on stage, uh, unmute yourself, look at your icon and to see that the ring around your name is lighting up because that can tell you that the room can hear your audio. If it's not picking up there, then check kind of your feed and, and we'll try back. Jose, what's up, my man? What's up, Kirk? How are you? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> what a great night. <laughs> I know, I, like, I really, like, want to play video games and watch TV, but then it's just, like, every night, you know, and I can't take nights off because I run a website, we got a staff, but I don't ever want to miss a Luka game, and tonight was a great example of, like, both ways, where it's, like, I really wish I hadn't have seen that game, but I also, it was just an incredible final. You know, Kirk, uh, this, this Clippers team is very... Very good. Richie I mean, Jackson without... likes playing us. That dude sucks ass against everyone else. <laughs> uh, I, I think I think it's mutual. Like Luca loves playing against the Clippers. The Clippers love playing against us. And Terrence, man, I, I would really love him on this Mavericks team. He's a pesk. He he gets under the superstars' skin like. Uh, he adds things that that um that the Mavericks roster could use, and and I hate saying that, but that's just the truth. Uh, this game really was something that that I I didn't think that we could win, and for Luca just to go Terminator mode in, in the fourth fourth quarter to basically bring us back on uh himself was just an amazing feat and to to miss that last shot i mean the loss is what it is and and then the bench not being able to put up any points not being able to have uh, a playmaker uh you know the the center position was getting killed so you know overall it's just i I can't wait to see dinwiddie and and (laughs) bertans Okay, so this is difficult for me because I I look forward to seeing what they're going to do. I do think that the – I think this is putting an unfair expectation on Dinwiddie in particular. Dinwiddie has been terrible 
terrible. In in February, he's scoring seven points on 25% shooting. I know that's a small sample size. Still very, very bad. I, I'm looking for a bump. I'm sure he's going to be better. One of my close friends who's not a Mavericks fan was basically like, you need to lighten up on this. He'll be fine. But I would much rather I would much rather look to the future and say, I want to see what Spencer can be after having had a full year after ACL repair, because I think it's a lot of pressure on him. Bertans can shoot well from the corners, but Bertans is a guy who needs peak athleticism for him to even be able to be in the league. And he has foot problems. The Mavericks will probably be able to play him on offense. That that's a given like go stand in the corner, catch Lucas shots, hit shots, like not hard defense. We already have enough guys who get killed. So I just, I don't know if, if the plus is like, I, I'm not, I'm seeing a lot of give and take is, is what. It, it's funny because uh, some people are saying Bertans is is useless, but uh, when you have Maxi who just catches the ball and can't make a shot for worth the shit, I, I don't see how anybody could not be ready to to see something new. That I get because it's like new dudes getting mad at new dudes sounds really nice, like. I want to be able to be like, oh, you know, it's just one game from Bertans. Let's see what happens. Instead of like 300 games with Maxi. Yeah. And <laughs> and also, like, Maxi just chokes against these better teams. Like, uh, I've seen enough of, of Maxi, and uh, I'm not sure if he's cooked. Uh, he is 30 years old. Uh I, I don't know, man. <laughs> I, I'm I'm just ready for for these new guys. I I, I, I that's true. That's a good point. The, I, I think it's worth leaning in on that. Like the different stuff means they're not going to have been scouted as well, and <sighs> that part is there's there's something to it. right. And uh, before I get off stage, uh, the the Mavs I feel like at least know that they're taking a step back with with this uh, KP trade and, you know, at least assessing the roster properly because mm. Nico should, should look at tonight's results and see, Oh damn, maybe I need to go back on my word and maybe get a draw itch. Maybe I, uh, I hope Robin Lopez hits the buyout market. Um, you know, just little things like that, but thanks for bringing me up. Sure thing, buddy. Sure thing. Um, you know, Josh actually just pointed that out to me in our show where he's like, the Mavericks taking a step back, and this is an admission of that. I have yet to really process that, and I'm still processing it. It's going to take me time because I cannot fathom the Mavericks not getting out of the first round, even if they're going to be a bottom, you know, four seed in the West. I just can't. I, 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 I'm not looking forward to that discourse. It's not fun for me. Um, okay. Chris, what's up, buddy? Hey, Kirk, how's it going? Yeah, me, same here, same here. Yeah, since he brought up Nico, uh, just across my mind, he, they're not done yet. We all know that. Mm, just, just saying I that, think so. they're done. Really? Uh, yeah, yeah. Dragic, uh, there's several other teams I, I read that, you know, are wanting him, I guess, now. So this, that kind of sucks. I mean, kind of want the extra. I mean, I guess they got Dinwiddie, but I, I'm not too familiar with Dinwiddie, to be honest with you. So I'm... Put, put it like this. If he plays well, I think it'll be a delightful surprise. And I think okay. expecting him to play well is not fair to him. 
anything different than Trey Burke. And I know he got out. Mm. Please, just anything but him. And I'm I'm just so disappointed. We I think we're all on Josh Green. This this sucks. I mean, I, a few games after the whole Desmond Bain thing, he started playing a little bit better. We're all having a little bit of hope for him, and then now he's just falling off the radar completely. It's just a horrible player. I mean, it's sucks. It sucks. Maxi uh, yeah. Kleber too, just missing three after three. And this game tonight, honestly, is just. Re- it just goes back to the playoffs. Games three, four, six, and seven. Luca doing everything. Like mm-hmm. everybody else mm-hmm. completely disappears tonight. Missing seven free throws, which some of those were hit were were Luca's missed free throws too. Four bench points and lose by two. That's right there. It just feels like the playoffs last year. Even though I know Kawhi Leonard wasn't playing Paul George. It's different season, this and that, but this is just another game could have won. I know we've been doing good as of late. It's we got a tough team coming up in Miami on Tuesday. So, uh, and then what the Pelicans on Thursday, that's should be fun. That's a tough game too. That'll be fun though. I'd like, they, I was the first game I went to when I was back in Dallas was a Pelicans game where the Mavericks lost about 25. Oh, so. yeah. oh yeah. And they, they got McCollum now too. I haven't really, uh, I kind of glanced on league pass tonight a little bit. I, I can't, I think they lost tonight. The Pelicans did. I can't remember. So kind of, I come all over the place sometimes on league pass, but I always catch every Mavs game every minute. <laughs> sure. But, um, yeah, last thing, center position, obviously that's a concern now. I mean, the whole KP thing gone, even though, you know, misses 60, 40% of the games or whatever, but, um, you know, Moses Brown was trash. I mean, we got rid of him, but, oh God, I'm hoping in the buyout market. I mean, since we have Dinwiddie and they're, they're probably not getting Dragic, do you think there might be a center out there that, gets on the buyout market that we could probably snag or no, I think our guy that we already got is, is Marquise Chris just to play some minutes. I, I, this is just going to be an issue for the rest of, for the rest of time. I mean, Lucas rebounds are going to go through the roof, um, which I think he kind of likes because he prefers to push up the floor off, off rebounds, but it's just a, it's a grind thing. Like you don't want, you don't want him getting 12 rebounds a game and getting the shit kicked out of him on that end of the floor. So, but you know, well, we got less than 30 games left. Spencer did win. Get him in there. Get him used to the system. We know when playoffs start, Luca's probably going to average like 45 points or, or is going to go nuclear on t- uh, whoever we play. Thank God. I just don't want to play the fucking Clippers. Like, I, <laughs> right. I, I just don't want to play them anymore. Right. Annoying as fuck. No, man. I mean, that's like the part, like the, the, it seems like, you know, there's still, like you said, there's 27 games left, I think now. And yeah. the Mavericks stand a pretty good chance of playing like the Jazz as of this point in time. And like the Jazz are our team just like the Mavericks in that they have like playoff baggage. And playoff baggage has a tendency of coming out at the worst possible time. So hey, at least it will be different. This- well, and lastly, if we did play the Jazz, do you do you think if, if they stuck Boban in there for you know spot minutes here and there that he could hold his ground no, a little bit against Golden? Not even remotely. No. What they would try to do, and you might remember this game last year, they played the Jazz. And they put Bobon, or I'm sorry, they put um, Rudy on Dorian, and Dorian went berserk. He was he was hitting all like he hit like four threes in the first quarter, and basically caused them to have to break their defense and change what they were doing entirely. And the Mavericks just ran away with it. Um, okay. That would be what they because that that's you know the the Rockets used to do that to the Jazz too. Like it's a it's just the sort of thing where you, you know, good defense in the regular season can be broken with a schematically sound offensive thing in the playoffs. Maybe, maybe if we beat the Jazz in the first round, uh, if we if we happen to play them, that maybe Gobert will like, you know, want out or something. And- <laughs> 
<laughs> Force the trade to go to the Mavs. That'd be awesome. So. Uh, oh, Chris, you're, so right. hopeful. you're so hopeful. That's why it's good you come in here. You bring me out. <laughs> Thanks yeah. for hanging out tonight. Thank you, sir. All right. Coming up next, let's go with Christian. What's up, Christian? Hey, um, how bi- how tall is Bertans? Uh, I mean, he's six. I want to say six ten with an enormous head. Uh, oh man, you took my joke. I was gonna say, how oh. big is his head? <laughs> his head, like the dude, like like the Maverick social media team need to get him fitted for a cowboy hat just to see what that experience would be like. That man's dome. He has like this, and it's not like like a. It's just sort of like out of proportion because like his jawline's really distinct. He just has like a big dome. Yeah, it's huge as shit. I was like, what the hell? Like when I when he was talking to the media, I was like, what the fuck is going? Like, uh, I I just I maybe I've just never paid enough attention, but I I literally was just cackling at the size of his head. But um, I I'm kind of surprised because. Usually I'm a bit more, you know, frustrated after a loss. Um, I actually didn't mind it. Like, I mean, I I don't know why teams think uh, pissing off Luke is a good idea because he probably <laughs> worse. I mean, the Clippers player. have experience with pissing him off. Like, what good was that? Well, and that third quarter might have been one of the worst I've ever seen from Luca defensively offensively the turnovers out of the traps the turnovers uh, see mm, that's interesting i don't hold him 100 percent accountable for some of those turnovers late turnovers or i'm sorry late double teams which are coming off of drives every single one none of his teammates were moving and that drives me crazy like, you see, like, when your man leaves, okay, you're the guy, uh, Maxi, uh, at the top of the key, and Nicholas Batum is guarding you. I don't know who it was, but, like, you, you see Luca driving, and you see you, you've been told, like, like, like if you're Nicholas, uh, you're, you're um, the defender, and you see him spin, and you're told, basically, when he goes to that spin, you blitz him. At that point, someone has to move to get in Luca's line of sight. And the Mavericks just sort of hung out. And this was really, like, this was a real problem with, like, why I, like, Josh Green playing minutes in a key game like this. Like, Green just doesn't know where to go on the basketball floor. It's his inexperience. I don't, I kicked the shit out of him in the last pod. I think I was probably a little too hard on him. But, like, like they just don't have dudes who know where to go. They have dudes who, like, stand there. Like, Dor- like Dorian at least cuts sometimes. I don't know. Go ahead, though. I cut you off. No, no. I mean, I I think it was more like it was a mixture of that, missing some bunnies, not trying at all really on defense that quarter, um, just those kind of things. And then Terrence Mann did that, and he was like, all right, uh, like if you want it. And so I just hope someone pisses him off every game because, you know, he he just – asshole Luke is a real thing, and he's just like – just when he's pissed off, he's like absurd. Like it's ridiculous how great he can be. Um, but I think, you know, coming off this uh, loss, I, I'm actually pretty hopeful both uh, in the short term and uh, I guess the outlook long term in the sense of next season. Uh, because, I mean, four bench points, 
regardless of how Dinwiddie and Bertans uh, look, I think they get us more than four bench points. Um, and I think, uh, you know, I don't expect much from Bertans, but I uh, saw, I can't remember where I saw it, but he's been for the last four seasons over 41 and a half percent in each year uh, on wide open threes. And this season, regardless of how bad he's been, it's 44%. Um, so I think it's someone that will be able to hit at a decent clip those open threes. Uh, Reggie has been fantastic, both defensively and getting his shots to go in. Uh, I I think we're better than we were last year, and I get the the theoretical idea of taking a step back. But I think it allows us – the fact that we are paying KP so much money, we essentially couldn't go small when we needed to mm. in the playoffs. Okay. Right, because and then you get the question of why isn't KP on the floor. It, yeah. ex- exactly. Like we just couldn't sit him when we needed to, and it was like even though he had to get stuck in a corner, well, he still had to be there. Now, rim protection, especially KP played very, very well defensively this year. Um, mm-hmm. But I do think we're able to cover some areas uh, that we just wouldn't have. I think uh, bench-wise, I think we're going to be in a much better position with both of them coming off the bench to – at minimum, try different things. Like last year, really all we could try uh, was Boban and junk up the game where I think there's, whether it's a three-guard lineup with JB, Luca, and Dinwiddie on the floor, uh, you know, just different things to do. I mean, Sterling plays like a power forward, so I guess you can make him the the, uh, kind of small power forward. But I think coming down to winning a playoff series, I'm fairly confident that Reggie is going to be fantastic in a playoff series for us. Uh, I think against the Jazz and them not having Joe Ingles uh, would help Brunson be a little bit better because they don't have a lot of the same length. They have, you know, Royce O'Neal, obviously Rudy, those kind of things. But, um you know, I just really think that we have a shot at it, and I think a lot of it comes down to, especially if we play the Jazz, is can Dorian hit shots? Because if he does, we beat the Jazz. Like, I'm very confident. Dorian is hitting 39% of his shots uh, on average, and I mean average in the sense of every game he's hitting around that clip versus last year where he had, like, two amazing game shooting and then like couldn't hit anything after that. Um, I think we have a, a real shot at it. I was just wondering what your thoughts were uh, in, in regard. Well, my friend, you, you gave me a lot to respond to. I do think the five out stuff is fun. I don't know how long they could actually do it. Like a couple of people in the chat, Tyler just pointed out like they're going to get crushed at the paint for the rest of the year. And that's kind of what we got to deal with. I tend to agree. Um, I, I, I like the point about at least there being some clarity. Like if, you know, when they pulled Luca out or not Luca, they pulled KP out quite a bit to do five out stuff. And 
when they won, there was no question about it. When they lost, there was like, what about KP? So like this sort of removes that element, even though I think we all know how it turned out. So I think that's a good point. I'm, I'm going to be a, like, I still have a lot of hope because Luca's this good, but I'm just, I'm really dreading the, oh, you know, because it's like, there's two things at play. One, the Jason Kidd narratives, which I'm just like, okay, they're, they're like the same record there, like like same position that they were with Carlisle, even though the record's better. Um, and then there's the, what if Luca can't make it out of the first round and hearing it from other real hoopers like crowd? I don't look forward to that. Yeah, I, I just think uh, I, I think Luca's going to essentially will this team to a playoff series. I think he's just going to be absurd. And if, if Dinwiddie's still struggling a bit for the from the injury, I mean, I would just prefer giving him uh, you know ten games off to get right and see if he could reintegrate into the or I guess integrate into the offense and into the team uh, for the last 15 games or so Um, but I do think that Reggie is just going to be such an important piece for us Uh, having two good perimeter two solid perimeter defenders and Reggie hits his shot um, I'm I'm definitely hopeful but a lot to see and I, I wish we could I still think it makes sense to go get uh, Goran, especially when it's like, okay, we release Trey and get Goran. That's obviously if he wanted to come here. Um, but I'm hopeful. I think we get to the second round, but appreciate it as always and hope you have a great Hey, you too, buddy. Thanks so much. Um, okay, coming up next, Ryan. How you doing, Ryan? Welcome to the show. Hit that unmute button for us. I'm trying. What's up, Kirk? Not much. Thank you for joining us tonight. Man, what a frustrating ending to that game. It was, but I, I, I am at least – I'm glad I watched it because these games this time of year have a tendency to be bullshit, <laughs> and that was right. pretty fun. Dude, were you watching the uh, Mavs broadcast? No, I don't – I get irrational with, with Harp. <laughs> Like, I yeah. I hate how often he says as a player because I'm just like, <laughs> what else are you talking about, man? He's not a rocket scientist. He's not a dentist. Like, wh- <laughs> what else could you be referencing? Right. No, why? Tell me. Oh, dude, I was just watching the Clippers broadcast, and that was I, about, Yeah, they were bad. <laughs> I hate to admit, man, but that was the most frustrating part of the game to me, like... God, they're so like we're biased, but that broadcast just kills me, man. Well, Mike Fratello just getting Mike Fratello was awful. The other guy was actually not bad. He's just like, yeah, you know, Luca complains a little bit much, and he's just like, Luca is a war criminal. It's like, all right, Fratello. The way they try to, the way they try to jinx the players when they shoot free throws too. It's like, dude, (laughs) like really. But um, besides that. Frustrating end. I wish we wouldn't have let Reggie Jackson dribble off so much time on the clock. And then in that situation, I feel like we should get something to the rim on that last play. But, you know, what are you going to do? It's just a regular season game. But well, they blitzed it. That that I mean, the two things in secession there were very important. So Brunson fucking up the foul and, and, and then cutting five seconds off effectively limited anything going at the rim because – Luca then had to catch it and do something with it with almost no time. But I, because I mean, the way Luca had been getting in the rim those last two minutes, like, why not? 
But yeah, that, that, that was really painful. Right. Well, I'll let somebody else come up. I appreciate it, Kirk. Sure thing, Ryan. Hope you come back. Okay. Drew, what's up, Drew? Hit that unmute button when you pull yourself out of the chat. There you go. Yes. All right. I just, I don't get on very much here because I'm an accountant. It's the middle of tax season. So I got about four points to make, but I'll make them fast. Uh, the first one is you can't let Terrence Mann get that rebound on the and one to Reggie Jackson. That's a five point play. That literally was yep. the game. Yeah. And I kind of feel for Terrence Mann. I'm an FSU alum. So I kind of, you know, I pulled for him from that standpoint of it, but it just, it was a dagger in the heart, you know. I love him. Like, I love hating him, but I also love him. Like, he's fun. Well, he, he was great when he was, when he was at school there in a seminal. He, constant energy, like you say, a pest. Uh, he's, he's a great guy to have on your team, and you hate him when he's not on your team, kind of thing. But anyhow, that, there's one thing that I, I kind of, with Josh Green, I'm not ready to give up on Josh Green. And something that people, they always compare him to Desmond Bain. But when in that same vein, people don't realize he's two and a half years younger than, De- than Desmond Bain. He is 10 times the athlete that Desmond Bain is. His shooting is atrocious. His basketball IQ is, is atrocious. <laughs> but two more off seasons, you know, for him, two more off seasons, and he will still be younger than Desmond Bain is now. And these are things that can be learned. His off the charts athleticism is something that you just can't learn, you know, and I, I still think he's got a chance to be a pretty productive player. You know, I, I think so too, from a, from an NBA standpoint, I just don't, he like his timeline doesn't fit with what the Mavericks need at all. And I, that I makes think, it all the like the painful part. I agree. And, and, and that was the whole thing is he was a project coming in because he was so young, tremendous athlete. And that's all he was, was a young, tremendous athlete. And I, I think that as you've said before, Luca's timeline accelerated so quickly, it caught them by surprise. You know, uh, they expected to have some time to develop green and everything like that. But I mean, but Luca just, you know, was, I mean, Luca's still not even 23 years old. He, and you know, nobody expected him to be this good this early you know so i think they kind of caught caught a little bit there but you know it kind of is what it is but like i said i don't think you can give up on him and he doesn't make much money anyway so you might as well you know uh you know keep investing him as as that goes sure but you know but like i said and 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 people have made this the other point is yeah i think you got to get to the rim there but i understand that you know they Luca caught the ball way out, and it's, it's a, you know, we only had three seconds because of the foul. So that, that was a, another one there. But my last point is, is I really think the ceiling for this team is the second round. I, I think they got to do something for next year. You know, I, that's why I kind of like this trade because I do think, you know, I know uh, Nico said flexibility a lot, but I, I think that is true. It does give them some flexibility, and they've got to hit on this first round pick this next one this is this is maybe the most crucial first round pick that they well it's the first one they've had in a while and they really need to do something to help this team with that and you've got some other pieces now that you know they uh, you know nico's got to show us some skill in the offseason you know in, in that position i do th- I, I i'm looking forward to that though because i think they at least have some flexibility they, they really yeah. do like guys on expirings I, I don't think expirings are what they used to be but i'm interested in it well, good luck, yeah. uh, good luck this tax season. Thank you for for hopping on this late. I know it's hard when you're working. 
Yeah, yeah. It's it's like six six seven sometimes seven days a week. You know, you know. But I take a lot of time off the rest of the year, so I can't complain too much. You know, that's this this is the time of year I make all the money. So <laughs> all right, good luck, Drew. Yeah. We'll talk all right, soon. All right, all right, talk soon. Oh man, Mr. Dang, you've been waiting. Bring bring the fire. It's your problem. Oh yeah, very grumpy. Always grumpy. I'm just so tired of you know Nico going on stage, not being prepared. You know, give a press conference portrayed and then just the constant spinning of you know the actions that taken with your no accountability still you know it's just so frustrating you know when i hear cuban talk to brad townsend i'm like am i listening to a political spinster here well, that's the challenge. I, my buddy Dalton and I get into debates about this. Where he, and, and even Mark Stein told me once where he's like, I can't not talk to the guy who's willing to talk to me. I just don't want to. I, I, we, those of us who are nuts, don't want to hear it anymore. But the average. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I want to give this trade a chance. You should. You should. We got no value. We got what, two bench players, you know, and then we've got two stones for injured players in two horrible contracts. So I hope there is some flexibility, but that's me trusting and believing in Nico and, and Cuban, and I just don't have much faith. When, when Luke is gone, I'm gone. Simple. Sure. I get that. Well, at least we have a couple of years for – for to, to hopefully uh, uh, right the ship. And I'm I'm still feeling positive. I'm just, uh, the last couple of days have been very challenging. I mean, like, they, you know, I, they turned one pile of shit into two. Um, lots of people are often shocked to know that um, uh, both Dinwiddie and Bertans have actually played fewer games than, than uh, Porzingis the last. You know, you know, what's appalling, you know, if you look at how many championships teams that were in the past, they always had another star. You know, even though Porzingis wasn't that star, you know, what are we going to do? Because Luca, how far can Luca by himself get us second round at, at most? It's just so lost. You know. No, I get it, man. We'll see how things go. Yeah, thanks a lot, Kirk. I appreciate it. Sure thing. You. Talk soon. Okay. Sam, what's up, buddy? <clears throat> what's going on, Kirk? You got, I got me. you. Thanks for joining. Right, no problem. Uh, I'll kind of make my points quick. Um, yeah, disappointing loss, but when you have the bench that we have and Luca's basically doing everything again, which is my concern now at this point, it's going to be a problem. So, you know, Reggie Jackson got us. Marcus Morris hit some clutch shots. It is, it is what it is. You know, you, you have games like this where you couldn't hit nothing pretty much for a half. But my thing is, this is what I was thinking while I was watching the game, you know, realizing that they don't really have a center. If they don't get anything in the buyout market, you know, a big guy or even like another backup guard, like a Goran Dragic, I feel like at least for this year, like the goal, the goal of the whole season, I think it's just to get to the second round. That's, that's my goal anyway. So they should have that mentality like the Rockets did last year of just say, or a couple of years ago, you know, they just traded quick black. Clint's compelling, as I'm trying to say. And they just said, we're, we're just going small, screw it. We're just going to go small. We're just going to run up and down. 
Uh, the only difference with that team and this team is I feel like this team plays a little bit better defense than that one did. So I don't know how far it would take us, but I think that's the way they should go, just personally, at least for this year. And then after the season's over, you know, we'll figure out the rest when it happens. But I think they can – obviously, whenever they run up and down, I feel like they get good shots. They get open shots. They can obviously score a lot easier whenever they're running up and down instead of playing half court. So I don't know what you think about that, but I just think that might help at least for the short term until whatever happens. I think that's probably right. I'm not sure if the Clippers are the best judge of things. There's someone in the chat earlier, I, I don't remember who, I apologize, who's pointing out about the fact that like when they match Zubak up on, on Luka, it's essentially a dare. Um, and when the dare doesn't pay off and Luka goes nuts, it looks horrendous. And then when it does and the, you know, the Clippers are able to muck up the game for the Mavericks offensively, it looks pretty smart. And, and that's, I, I think a really valid point because, you know, they're going to go play two teams here. Miami, who is just a, just grindy bunch of assholes. Like if they beat the Heat, that's going to be a huge win. Play the Pelicans, like they have, they have a little bit of a rougher stretch, um, coming up the rest of February, but it's blocked off by the all-star break. So, you know, we'll probably see some different things, some different lineups. You know, kid keeps experimenting with stuff. I just, I just don't, you know, I don't understand how you can experiment and say, you know, Josh Green and Frank Milikina should play together. Like that's not a thing that should happen, but hopefully we'll see some. Yeah. Um, I don't, I'm, I'm, I'm a little nervous, you know, for the team going forward just because of what we got on our roster. Because if Luca's not playing Super Saiyan God mode, and if Jalen Brunson isn't really hitting shots, it's kind of like, what do you got? Besides Reggie Bullock, which is, you know, he's been great, but if he's not hitting Maxi, like, man, I don't know what happened to Maxi. Like, at least he could hit shots. Now he just can't shoot. So I I don't know what we got. But yeah, I mean, I guess that's the season. Let's just get to the All Star break and kind of go from there. All right, Sam. Thanks so much. Talk soon. Okay. Ewan, what's up? Hey, Kirk, what's going on? I'm a little tired now, but that's okay. Yeah, man, I just have a, I have a few, just about two points. Um, There was a gentleman that was on the last group therapy. made a very interesting point. I think the last person that um, brought us home on your last group therapy. It's like the last, it's like the first two minutes of the third quarter. Well, not the third quarter, the second quarter when Luca's on the bench. That two to three minute stretch when the bench is in, or maybe they have Brunson in, that two minute stretch always drags and it's like it's no fluidity, it's no it's like that 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 stretch is is just brutal to watch. And I, I I sat down and I watched the game and I totally agree with everything that gentleman said. And I'm like, wow, tonight the Mavs gave really... up a seven zero run to start the second quarter. Yeah, it's, that 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 time frame is just is just so crucial and it's like. Time in and game in and game out, they do the same thing at the same spot. So I don't know, that has to change. And um, my other point is with Luca, you know, he's he's as amazing as he is. But um, there's times where he can just make a simple pass, like the ball rotates, it comes to him, and they're they're about to double, and he could just swing it. But for some reason, sometimes he holds it, and then he do like a slow jog to the middle of the lane, and then. You know, you try like a jump pass, maybe back out to the three-point line. Just sometimes just swing the ball. It comes to you to swing it, and you get it right back. And I, and I feel sometimes he does that, and then it leads into like a, a silly turnover. So, uh, I mean, other than that, he's he's great, man. And um, I wasn't really too disappointed with the loss. I honestly wasn't because, like you said, 
you know, Talu's going to make his adjustment. The team's going to play harder. And it's hard to beat a team twice in a row, any NBA team, especially a well-coached team. So, mm. so. The two-in-a-row thing's big in the regular season because it's not like you're going through lengthy scouting reports and, like, talking about dealing with specific situations. You're just kind of going on to the next one. And, you know, with so much turnover, you know, they trade Porzingis. They're, they're getting two new guys in who aren't going to play. Like, there's not a lot of emphasis. So it's like I was – I said this after the last game where I'm like, I'm pretty sure they're going to lose. And I, I also remember saying, I'm pretty sure I'm going to be mad that they're going to lose. And, like, it's just gone exactly. No, I was thinking about that when you said that, too. And I'm like, the start of the fourth quarter, I'm like, the beginning of the fourth quarter is is about to be crucial. These first two minutes is, is going to be critical. And then went down by, what, 10 points? And I'm like, oh, boy, it might be a blowout. I, I started writing. I actually stopped paying attention to the game. And then I saw that foul and I saw a man get up in Luca's face. And then I saw the, like they, they zoomed in on his face and he called Luca, um, a bad word. Yeah. I guess. I did see that. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, Oh no, that's not going to go well for uh, him. That... <laughs> <laughs> like, like uh... there's just, there's just some things and like, there's this can, you know, everybody that's played ball, like, it's very easy with certain guys to intimidate the shit out of them and throw them off their games. Lucas is not one of those dudes. Yeah, that, that's true. And the lastly, I mean, Luca always seemed to get into it with, you know, like some lesser players. I mean, players that really, for whatever reason, try to get under his skin, you know, this guy innocent on the, on the Warriors, just, you know, a few other players. But I, w- I wouldn't mind seeing Luca getting into it with another elite player at his level to see how that goes. I would like to see that. If that happens, that would be some musty tea. He loves but. playing Steph. Like, Steph is a guy who I think he really likes to duel with. But these guys just don't match up on each other yeah. enough anymore for us to get the sort of, you know, I guess I guess Kawhi did a little bit, but Kawhi is just a cyborg. Like, yeah, there's not really enough of that anymore. Like, I love when players get pissy with one another as long as there's no, um, you know, Marcus Morris-level bullshit that can occur. But the, yeah, that it's, I just I I don't know I I hate I I hate playing the Clippers and then also love playing the Clippers like it was yeah I mean with Paul George too I mean he tried you know try to be on the same level as Luca but you know Luca made him touch Earth <laughs> time, so that hasn't <laughs> Paul George don't want no more of that but um I appreciate the time yep um keep up the good work thanks Thank for you. coming on all right coming up next then we have Nick hey Nick thanks for waiting. Hey, what's up, Kirk? Um, yeah, actually, uh, was in Fort Worth at Nickel City drinking some ranch waters in their tequila room, but just made it home, so wanted to hop on. Somebody had more fun than us tonight. That sounds awesome. Yeah, it was a good time. Um, but I actually did catch the end of the game, and uh, so I didn't get to see the whole thing, but man, I just feel like when Lucas scores 45, yeah, it sucks not to win. <laughs> that is the correct and, uh, assessment. Yeah, it just makes me think that Clippers team, like they they have such good depth, and if they were healthy, like I really, I really feel like it would suck to be a Clippers fan, just because I feel like they should have been in the finals the past couple of years. But anyway, <laughs> sucks for them. Um, for the Mavs, obviously, I'm kind of agreeing with everybody here. I think. I think our ceiling right now is maybe winning the, in the first round, but I'm honestly not even feeling great about that. I think 
we just need to figure out something for center. We don't have any shot blocking. Uh, and we, I don't know. I feel good about having Dinwiddie run his second unit, but yeah, like tonight just kind of showed that hopefully having the, these guys, Dinwiddie and Bertans could potentially help us, but I don't know what, I don't know what to think. I guess I'm kind of, I'm kind of feeling like we might be a couple years away and just hopefully we can make something happen before Luca, you know, gets too tired of it. I think we got two full seasons after this one until there's, there's the weirdness that can occur. Um, I also think this is a little bit off topic, but it's at least worth addressing. We've been talking for 40 minutes. There's stuff going on around the league right now that, what James, like James Harden, what James Harden just did and sort of has done. And then they're going to try to find a way to legislate that out of the game. Like the, the, the players holding teams friend, uh, hostage to a degree, like they're going to find a way to legislate that out. And so as much as I want the best for Luca, when you sign a contract worth a bajillion dollars, they're going to find a way to kind of, exert a little bit more control over players. So maybe, you know, maybe three years from now, we won't have to worry about this specific issue, but you know, the best way to not worry about this specific issue is for the Mavericks to win basketball games. It's a really simple one. Yeah, for sure. Well, um, I'm not too upset with the loss. It was cool that we were in it. I kind of had a feeling they were going to come back after, um, you know, us beating them. They just have a good. They have a good squad, and they've got a lot of depth. Even without their two superstars, they're they're a good yeah, team. They get so. out playing against the Mavericks too. Like the uh, the post game quotes from uh, from Morris, which they're like these two teams don't like playing each other. It's like no shit, you're part of the problem. But I love it all the same. Yeah. All right, man. Well, I'll I'll get out of here. But thanks for having me up. Sure thing, Nick. Talk soon. Um, Jeremy, you've been waiting a while. What do you got for us tonight? Hit that unmute button when you pull out of the chat. There. Oh, sorry. That's okay. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, first of all, I just want to say anybody who's on the Jason Kidd train, Ty Lu is an absolutely amazing coach. Like uh, That was me actually in the chat earlier who was talking about putting starting Zubach on the top. It was brilliant. He basically said hit, hit step back jumpers, or if you start driving or to roll somebody to you and somebody else has to beat us. So if Luca's not hitting setback jumpers, we're not scoring because nobody else in this team is capable of beating them. Well, because they got so much length, they can basically they can help and recover really well. Um, I still think it's crazy to put Zubak on him because if you just go small, I think you can run the Mavericks off the floor. Like if, if it were a game of, of five out on both sides, I think the Clippers win that because none of the other Mavericks seem to be able to score. And that's a huge problem. Like, like I said, yeah, it, just the concept of guarding Zub, uh, guarding Luca with Zubac is insane. The concept of guarding Zubac, knowing the other four players on the court, uh, the concept of guarding Luca with Zubac with the other, knowing the other four players on the court, is brilliant. Like it's it's, it's kind it's, of haunting. Yeah, exactly. Like Luca, either he has to go ISO immediately starting off the possession, which means he has to take one to the basket, which they roll a help defender to him, or he has to pass out of it. And none of our other guys are good enough to to score. They're not good enough to punish you. So why not make him hit the step back? I and mean, if he drives into the lane, he's beating Zubac, roll another defender to him. 
I mean, and th- those are the kind of adjustments I just don't see kid making in a playoff series. And a lot of playoff series, especially teams that are close in talent, come down to what adjustments the coach makes. And that's something Carlisle always had an advantage of for always had an advantage on. And kid doesn't. He doesn't do that. Right, because uh, like Carlisle doesn't play Josh Green twenty minutes tonight, <laughs> for sure. example. Exactly, or Frank Nilakina. As soon as Nilakina decides that he's Clay Thompson, which he seems <laughs> starts chucking threes every chance, because that guy, that guy thinks he has the green light that Reggie Bullock does, and he just chucks. If he gets a fucking inch of space, he's it's like, guy, you're a 31% three-point shooter. Fucking stop. That's <laughs> oh, amazing. It's ama- it was amazing watching a couple of the shots he took tonight. You're right. Yeah, that, there's one, I think he, he took a, a dribble pull-up in the lane, and there's some guy, I forget who it was, it was right in his face, and he just took this, like, fadeaway dribble pull-up, and it was like tw- it was like six seconds into the shot clock, and I was what are you doing? <laughs> you need your budget Tony Allen, not dime store fucking Clay Thompson. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> ah, what a wild! You know, I agree. There, it was silly. It was too but, much. I, I don't know. I just give my kind of two cents on this trade. I, 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 I hated KP, but I can't tell you how much I hated the trade. Like, there had to be something else better. There's the rumor of the Raptors trade that was out there. So, we're 45 minutes in. I'm not going to get aggregated for this. This is my theory, okay? Theory. I have a feeling it'll play out as true, but theory. I think the Mavericks were discussing a deal with the Raptors. I think it got to the point where they were talking seriously and there was an exchange of medicals. And I think the Mavericks, uh, or I think the Raptors shut that shit down in a hurry. And then when that happened, it finally, finally, finally dawned on the Mavericks that they had to get what they could because the next injury KP deals with might be his last. That's my theory. Well, two things about that theory. One, I really enjoy that the, 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 the part of the theory that the Washington Wizards just don't give a shit about his medicals. It's just, oh, yeah, we don't care if he can't walk again. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. But the the second part is uh, (laughs) I understand that you've got to move him, but they just moved him for two contracts that are just as bad and for two players. And anybody – I know people want to get hopeful about Dinwiddie and Bertrand, but they suck. They both suck. I mean, Dinwiddie has just been a train wreck this year. I mean, there was that video I think you posted on your Twitter. I'd seen it a few other times of him, uh, what, about a week ago when he was playing against the Heat and yep. just getting down by Duncan Robinson. Yeah, which is bad because Duncan Robinson is a stationary. No, that that was exactly him. That was one of the kind of the targets that – Mavs fans wanted to get was Duncan Robinson, myself included, was Duncan Robinson because of three-point shooting, and the the bad part of it is, is he's a turnstile on defense, and Dinwiddie was just locked down. I mean, he was taking like shots where he was guarded and just threw one up over his head hoping to get a foul. He's, this is a guy who relies on athleticism and quickness to get points, yeah. 
and he has two torn ACLs. I mean, he is going to be playing against bench units. Like, that's the thing I think to look forward to. Like, he seemed his post, his, his, his presser today with the Mavericks was, was very much like, I'm joining a team that's, that knows who they are. And I, that, that was nice to hear. Um, some of the decisions he's made with Bradley, Bradley Beal, like those two did not like each other. Like that, they seem both him and Berton seem super excited to not be in Washington anymore. And there's just there's something to that. I mean, yeah, <laughs> there's something something to a bunch of. I mean, one of the most lo- losing his franchises in the league, not liking a guy, but it's also just there's the eye test and just watch him and he can't beat anyone off the dribble. I mean, I understand going into second units, but what defender on a second unit is going to be worse than Duncan Robinson? I don't know. I, I do think I've, I've heard some theorizing, and, and this is kind of the hope point, is that he was sort of tanking it on purpose, um, which, you know, we've seen guys do that. James Harden, for example, um, kind of the biggest one. So, you know, if maybe he's a little more inspired because we're going to go to the play. I mean, that – that worked out well for James Harden. I mean, the Nets definitely don't regret that trade in any way, shape, or form. So, right. <laughs> it, sometimes when a guy's tanking it, there's an alarm bell that should go off that either if he's tanking it because he wants to, yeah. it's bad if he's tanking it because he can't. That's that. Those are two pretty equally bad propositions. <laughs> I understand that. I don't know. I just I, I'm I'm pretty dejected. I I didn't want KP, but to me, ten per the ten percent chance that KP would be healthy for the playoffs is better than the two garbage fire players they just got. Because I do think I mean the team next year is going to be very different. Um, don't like like Dwight Powell. I don't expect to be on the team next year. For example, um, we said that, but we also said that last year. That's fair, but he's a true expiring. So there's like, and he's just kind of in that sweet spot of contract value. So we'll see. Well, thank you, Jeremy. Hope you uh, come back. All right. Thanks a lot. All right. Let's fly through Frank. Welcome, Frank. What's up? Very good profile. Thank you, Kirk. Um, I just want to say two, th- two, two quick things. First of all, I just hate watching the Clippers. I cannot stand looking at Reggie Jackson look like Steph Curry and Marcus Morris look like DeMar DeRozan against the Mavericks. But another thing, have you guys realized that Max Cleaver kind of looks like one of those cartoons when they walk over like a cliff (laughs) that they haven't realized they're over a cliff, but then when they look down, they're on the floor. Every time every time he drives to the basket, he's like, oh yeah, I'm driving to the basket. But once he's like at Inside the paint, he's like, "Oh no, I shouldn't be oh, here." Oh my God, he, that's a great comparison. He's 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 the the wily e. coyote re- chasing the roadrunner, and there's nothing beneath him. It's amazing. This guy has been crazy. I cannot I cannot watch that again next year. I don't know if we're gonna. I mean, the Mavs seem to have seemed to have squeezed every last ability out of him, and I if you know he doesn't like dribbling, you can tell that. But he does like shooting threes, and he he's just kind of I think he's in a bad feedback loop. But the Mavericks are probably hoping that he's going to break out of this at some point because he's going to be key. Yeah, absolutely. Also, I just can't believe this front office just looks at this bench that scored like how like four bench points, and they're like. 
yeah, we're fine. We're fine. We'll be fine with Trey Burke. Like, do you see any basketball reason? Like, I get if Mark Cuban doesn't want to spend ex- to extra money because, I mean, it's his money, but but a, a basketball reason for no. Trey Burke? There's, there's not any basketball reason. There's zero basketball reason. It's all Mark Cuban's money that, you know, they're going to sell us some bridge and bullshit story and they're not telling the truth. So what are you going to do? Yeah. Well, that's, I don't have anything else to say. Thank you. Sure, Frank. Hope you come back. All right. Christoph, sorry I wasn't able to get to you last night or the night before. I was super tired. What's going on? Yeah, no worries, my friend. No worries, my friend. I just wanted to say I manage surplus for a living. So I manage non-performing assets. And when I saw the KP trade right away, I'm like, yep, that makes total sense. And maybe it's my job who preconditions me for it, but it absolutely did. They got rid of a non-performing asset and they got two assets that will hopefully be easier to reinvest. That's all it was. So that's, that's the way I see it. So yeah, that, that's I all think I think we say. have a hard time as Mavs fans because so a couple of things have happened the last couple of years. So beyond Donnie Nelson moving on, they've also had the same salary cap guy for 10 years. And Mark Cuban's talked about how the guy should have a job for life. And like, I don't know the guy's name. I don't <laughs> want to take away his job. He's not good at it. I, I, I Y'all can go Google. They signed a new uh, a guy from the Nets front office last year. Like the Nets have done some creative capology. And so there's some like future hope going on there, but we're all conditioned as Mavs fans to think that things aren't possible because our front office has been fucking bad at this. It's hard for me at the moment to understand how they could do anything with either of these two guys, but I have to, as a fan go through this thinking they have it like they, they turned one really big pile of crap and it's not fair. Porzingis wasn't that terrible. I just think they're scared. He's going to get hurt into two more manageable chunks. Exactly. So, so here's the thing. So like the first thing is like, everybody's mad at Nico. Like it's not his fault. He's fixing the shit from before. Right. And he has to start. No, and I, I kind of think it's, it's got, I, I don't even know if it's Nico, but yes, you're right. Yeah, exactly. Wh- whatever it is. Right. So, um, and then the thing is with the, with the whole flexibility piece, it's like, well, well, first of all, I don't think the trade might not have happened if Harden was still healthy because they wouldn't need the whole bench point story type thing. Right. So, uh, sorry, um, Tim Hardaway Jr. Um, but the other thing too is with the flexibility. Well, now if you have a trade or possibility of a trade, a team, at least you can offer multiple different contracts that are in similar rate. Hey, you want this guy at 16? Do you want this guy at 13? We have this guy at uh, whatever uh, 15 we can throw in, or like two of those combined. So I think that's part of the flexibility they're looking at, right? You can combine different things, whereas before you couldn't because you didn't have anything. So that's just my take. You know what? Like, hopefully, you know, didn't really be able to score more than four points off the bench. I think he'll be able to do that. And uh, maybe it'll allow us to uh, to get solid, even 15 minutes running running the bench unit and giving Luca and Brunson a bit of rest. I think that would be, I mean, even that would be a win for me at this point in time. I get it. We'll see. We're about to find out real soon. We got three days off, and then the Mavericks play first of 
they have two games for All-Star break, so we're going to get to see a little bit of a preview, I hope, of both these guys. Yeah, we'll see what they can do. Anyways. All right, we'll talk soon. No, Thanks so much. Out, it'll be fine. Yeah, take it easy. Bye. Mm-hmm. Okay, Tyler. What's up, man? <laughs> Just here. Well, you know, it feels like we're going to hear this story a lot over the last, what, 25, 30 games? Yeah. Luka does God things. Mavs lose by five, lose by three. It feels like we're going to hear that for a while. Yep. Um, next, and it's somewhat trade-related, but the one guy who needs uh, Bertans to play well is Maxi because, my God, that guy has fallen off a cliff. Mm. It, it, the one thing that I learned from watching tonight's game is that uh, and I saw Josh had a tweet like this saying that, you know, since the KP trade, the bad losses sting less or something like that. And I was like, yeah, but I'm just redirecting my anger that's already there at other people now. And Maxie's sure. going to be that. Maxie's going to be that guy. I can already tell. Yeah. Well, I mean, he, he his threes are sort of he's probably getting the most open looks on the team now. And he's just not hitting. I mean, he was, he didn't really stink against the first Clippers the previous night. He was getting some big offensive rebounds. I think he had five against the Clippers the other night. Tonight, he just, he just might as well have not been there. I mean, he got eight defensive boards, I think, which is pretty good, but it's just, he's got to do more. And instead, he just looks done. Yeah. He, I think it might, if he can reclaim a little bit of value, he might be a guy that should be uh, floated out there and trades this offseason, I think. I think so, and I feel like his deal might not be might not be fully guaranteed, but I could be yeah, wrong. Yeah. So, um, other than that, I mean, there's not much else to say. It was a frustrating loss, and we uh, we move on. That's right. Thanks so much for joining, buddy. Of course. Good night. Mm-hmm. All right, Christian, you're you're hanging out late. What do you got for us? Hey, Kirk. You too. How you doing? I'm a little tired, but that's okay. Okay. Hey, who you got in the Super Bowl tomorrow? Oh, man. I don't want the Rams to win. How's that? Okay. I, that's I don't the really... common answer. I feel like that's a popular answer. It's like, who do I want to win or who do I Which think is, is going to win? That's tough because I also really like Matt Stafford. Like, I followed his career yeah. the whole time because he was just an incredible quarterback out in Highland Park. And he's just kind of gutsy. But I, I don't know. I don't like the way the Rams built their team. Um, feels feels very Miami Heatish, but maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. Um, well, I just a couple things. I we talked right after the trade, um, so I was just curious, like in one sentence, kind of where you're at a couple days later, and uh, and then besides that, just a yeah, we'll start there. So where are you at right now? If you had to give me a sentence of just how you feel a couple days after. I think this trade has made sure Luke is going to be a lock for all NBA team, all NBA first team. <laughs> all right. <laughs> I think the my one thing I'm leaving with is like there's so much other shit. There's so much other stuff with it, but I'm just happy that Porzingis. They still don't think like Porzingis is the the, the right guy to be next to Luca when it comes to like a big man pairing. Because uh-huh. I think that's something I've been like super frustrated with is that. We see a bunch of like really exciting like rim rolling bigs, and it's kind of like we're limited in pursuing them because it's like you're not going to put that much money into two big men in today's NBA. Uh-huh. Um, 
And so that's the thing that I've been kind of excited about. Like the, the fact that the deck has kind of been reshuffled and I think they're going to be kind of chasing a big man and it's not going to be a bad thing to invest in one because we don't have 30 million tied up into another. Um, I think that's the one thing I'm, I'm like determined. I'm like pretty happy about excited about, um, but uh, the only other thing I wanted to say is I just think Luca is hilarious. He's just he's a hilarious dude. Like he just does so much stuff every game that I just think is so funny. And I just I really appreciate like how much fun he has. But he just does like funny stuff throughout the like I, when he scored twenty eight in the first quarter, he missed those two free throws at the end. Like how mad he was that he didn't get thirty. And then at the end of the game, he acted like he didn't know how many points he had. And it's just like, we all knew how many, <laughs> we know, we know that he knows how many points he had. And, uh, and then like tonight, even tonight. So he, he, uh, after Reggie Jackson misses the free throw, kid takes a timeout and then puts back on his warm up. And he sits with like his head down, like just showing how exhausted he is. <laughs> and I just feel like he does so much stuff, just like, like it's a like it's theatrics. I love it. Well, I just think it's hilarious. Were you at so were you at the game? No, I wasn't at the game. No. Did you see his? He blew a layup and did this two-footed, staring <laughs> at the ground. Unlike like I have a five-year-old. Like it was a tantrum stomp. Well, he was so pissed at himself. Like, I'm surprised. Like, I've gone through an hour and a half of audio tonight and haven't talked about this yet, but I've been thinking about it because it was so funny. Yeah. I, I just, I love it. I, I And I, I mean, I'm a soccer guy. I love it. So I, I really appreciate it. That's what I see from it. And it's just those same reactions. And it's just the funny, I mean, even like his interviews, when they're asking him about the Porzingis trade, and him just throwing in stuff about, you know, he was napping when he got the call. And then, you know, so things full of like, shit. I know, he's just <laughs> so full of it, almost always. And I love it. I think it's so funny. And I, I can imagine if, you know, he's not your team's guy, how frustrating that is when he's scoring 51 points and then smiling and just laughing and running down the court. And it's just... I don't know. I, I just think he's hilarious, and I, I don't. I think we appreciate him in like so many ways, but like those types of things, I just think are so funny. And Disappointment television, that's for sure. Yeah. Like I didn't even want to watch this game tonight, Saturday. Like I've just I've done a ton of basketball the last like ninety six hours, and I'm like, well, <laughs> it's you know, it's Luke and the Clippers. I gotta watch. Yeah. Well, that's all. all right. I hope you have a good rest of your night. Appreciate you. Yep. Thanks, buddy. Talk soon. All right, Carlo. Last but not least, you're gonna take us out of here. Um, can Can you hear me? I can a little bit. So come a little bit closer to the mic. If the green ring around your name is darker, you, it's loud. Uh, there we go. That was good. Okay. So, uh, Kirk, what do you think of Dwight Powell the last uh, 20 games? I think he's playing above his pay grade, and I have a hard time being mad at him because he is just a very limited. And uh, what did you think of Dwight Powell before he got injured? I thought Dwight Powell was such an unbelievable athlete. 
And that the fact that I don't really consider his injury anymore is really a testament to how well he's come. And uh, I think that uh, that is the the purpose, honestly, of the QP trade, because uh, they are taking two guys that had bad injuries, but they think that they can heal them properly. And the time has already started to pass between like when they got injured, they came back and then six months later, here we are. And we should start to see getting back to their previous form. And as the guy that said uh, previously, diversifying your assets uh, when you have a bad one is a good idea. I think there's something to that. I mean, I have been yelled at by enough non-Mavericks fans who believe that Dinwiddie still could be quite effective to want to give him a chance. Bertans is a different deal because I think you have to use – like, Bertans needs volume. If you look at how he's succeeded, he's taken like eight threes a game. He's been incredible. And I'm not sure how often you can get away with, like, Luca and Bertans lineups defensively, but – i mean, Bertans, when he's just killing it, I, I've been on we've, – we've watched Mavericks games, not this year, but the year before. There have been Bertans games. I used to live in Washington, D.C., so I've seen him enough. Like, when he is hitting, it's like, oh, my God. So so I, I, I'm, I'm interested in it. I just have – I have lesser hopes for him. Honestly, I, I wanted uh, Bertans badly on the mouse, like, before he got injured, though, <laughs> because – After. No, not so much. Yeah. And uh, I think that, honestly, I think he is going to be a real good. Like, the contract is bad. Uh, he gets uh, most of the money of Portingis on the books. And uh, if Bertans is bad, uh, it, it, it's, it's going to be bad for, for the maps, I think. Like, but... He, he's t- like in a bad year, he's shooting like nearly 60% from the corners. Which is, which is just impossible to contextualize. I have a hard time understanding because I've just watched Dorian not hit corner threes for the. Yeah. And also, I think that the, the defensive uh, side of the, of the, of the game is, uh, is doable. If uh, we don't have Branson in and we have just Luca, maybe Finis meet Bullock and Nikilina. Hmm. Sorry, mid-yawn. I'm tired. Uh, say that again, I apologize. Like the, the defensive side of the, of the ball with uh, three out of four of the um, Nikilina, Kleber, Finis Smith and Bullock uh, is... Uh, can be a fine defensive uh, uh, lineup. I'm, you know, I need to give them a little bit of credit because, you know, somebody had the gall to say to me that, like, oh, that the Porzingis was a big part of their defensive uh, defensive revival. Like, yeah, I mean, <laughs> it was useful to have him there. He was, but he wasn't the key. But he, he, was, the he was part of it. He just... Like, they played plenty of games without Luca or Porzingis on, on that defensive stretch starting, you know, kind of right after New Year's. Um, and, and, you know, we're fine. So 
I, I hear what you say. Like I, I, I need to see it, and, and maybe I'll feel better. But it's just, it's, it's. I, I'm. Do you want to know how the Mavs are performing clutch minutes? Very badly. But go, go ahead and tell me. Yeah, uh, it's a uh, 96 offensive and 126 defensive. Ooh, buddy, that is bad. <laughs> that is a minus 32 net rating. Mm. Mm, and there's a and pretty the good minutes, sample size. Uh, it, it's average in the league. Like, it's about uh, 90 minutes. Ugh. And the, the Suns, uh, which everybody can see that they are a clutch monster, uh, have played only 70. So, like, right. Ooh, obviously, rough. you need more, but you can take something from that. And it's probably because... Uh, Late in game, uh, Luca is generally tired. Like, right. <laughs> oh man, that's funny. Well, thank you, Carl. You got anything else? Have a good night. All right, you too. Appreciate you. All right, friends. Um, I'm not sure what we're gonna do here because I'm gonna get off for tonight. Josh and I are gonna have to figure out some sense of content. Um. We're at, we're doing like this month's numbers are, and you know, this is just me talking to myself, but it's been an hour. I normally get over the past two years in the neighborhood of like 50,000 downloads a month and we're at 47 and today's the 13th. So I will find a way to put out more content, even if it's me yelling into the void for 30 minutes. You guys are great. Thank you so much for showing up and hanging out. We will uh, talk with you soon. You guys be good.